Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hello and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. Today is episode seven. I can't believe it. We're getting really, really through them now before the end of the year. I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who's listened so far to the podcast. I appreciate it so, so much and all the feedback. It just, it really, really means a lot. Um, today I have a really special guest. Um, I'm really excited to introduce her. Uh, she's actually a friend of mine, uh, someone who I studied with uh, back in the day in UCD in human nutrition. And I'm so so happy that she's able to come on she's all the way over in Sydney Australia so we're quite on a different time zone at the moment and she I'm so appreciative of her taking the time to come on to the podcast today so I have the lovely Amanda McLoon uh, or Coach McLoon uh, is her name on Instagram uh, she is a nutritionist trainer um, and she also played uh, county football with Roscommon ladies uh, when she was living in Ireland um, she is a super coach um, a massive ad- advocate for female health and training and um, yeah she's just uh, I'm just really looking forward to getting her to chat more about her experience around training and um, playing with uh, football back in the day and now as a coach herself and what she uses and um, what strategy she uses with her own clients and supporting women around the, around the female cycle. So I'm going to pass it over to Amanda to let her introduce herself and chat a little bit more about what she does and who she works with at the moment. Um. MJ, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I am super excited to get talking about such an amazing thing to be able to talk about um, now, and that is, I suppose, training with the female cycle um, and exercise and resistance training and how important it is. So um, I'm so excited to get talking about that. Um, I suppose a little bit about myself. Um, as you know, I studied with you in UCD back in the day. Um, eleven years ago, we started in. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of scary when you think about it. I was literally just talking to a client, and I was telling her I was sta- I was going to be on this, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that's over a decade ago that I started in college. It's Where does when you time go? A decade oh. ago, like oh my god. I'm- we're getting old. Um, but yeah, so um, I studied with you um, in UCD for four years. I came out of college and I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do. Um, but I have always had such a huge interest in um, health and fitness because of my background in GA. Um, so I just thought that the right step would be to go into personal training and fitness instruction. And funny enough, like I actually didn't really have much of a background in 
the like gym element of uh, training and fitness. Um, my main background was really GAA. And at the time, which was about six or seven years ago, um, you know, the gym element wasn't a huge part to GAA. It has obviously become a big, big part of it recently. Um, but it actually wasn't a big part to it. So I was kind of a little bit out of my depth when I started, but it made me realize my absolute love for uh, the gym and I suppose the resistance training side of exercise. Um, so going into that just seemed like the right idea. Um, I have to say it was the best decision I ever made because having a nutrition degree and um, to go along with uh, personal training and fitness instruction, it's actually pretty uncommon, you know, yeah. and it's great to have alongside it. It really, really is. So um, I suppose I have been working in gyms for the last, seven years um I was running a gym in Roscommon called Full Body Workhouse before I decided to venture out to Sydney and um, that had a huge huge um element of uh, strength and conditioning and I absolutely loved working in there and um I suppose I had to make the decision of a lifetime which was you know was I going to stay around or was I going to fulfill a dream that I wanted to do and that was to come out to Australia and yeah I just had to make the tough decision but um I it wasn't a bad decision it was actually a great decision and I've really enjoyed being out here the last year again I can't believe how fast the time is going it's been nearly a year since I started here so um I suppose in the last maybe two years I had kind of started the idea of online coaching very unsure of the area uh, because I had been so um, personal training and um, being one-on-one -on -one with people, I suppose, in-person coaching. Um, so the idea of online coaching, I was a little bit kind of, it was new to me and I was a little bit skeptical. Um, but it was just such a great area to be able to have clients, not just in Roscommon, but actually all over the country and all over the world, which I really, really enjoyed doing. Um, you know, I'm a very social person, as you know, Mary Jo, yeah. and um, I love the more people that I can communicate with and spread the word with, the better. Um, so this idea of online coaching was amazing. So I kind of started that about two years ago but it was just a little bit of a side gig nothing I had taken too serious but then when I came over to um, Australia I very very luckily um, have gotten a job with a company called Own It Fit um, and that company does um, it runs boot camps over here but also um, we specialize in online coaching so this year I um, started with um an actual training academy to i suppose develop my skills on the online coaching side and that has kind of nearly been my full-time job uh for the last six months with a little bit of maybe like boot camps and personal training and stuff like that so yeah that's a long-winded way of saying where i'm at now my main area of expertise at the moment would be online coaching Amazing. Okay. So that's really interesting to know your transition there because I actually thought as well, like you were always doing online coaching in Ireland. So you've only really like started doing that in the last like year or so really, is it? Yeah, it was, you know, I had kind of I'd done it for maybe a few friends and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I've really gotten into it in the last year, I would say. And the last year has been kind of the main focus. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I love the aspect that you can communicate your message to so many people like all over the world. I think I've actually at the moment got more clients in Abu Dhabi than I do in Ireland, which is mad. Like, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just so amazing to be able to um, communicate with so many different areas of the world. And I suppose, like, look, yeah. the World Wide Web has made that. Um, given us that ability which is yeah. fantastic it's so accessible it's to be able to spread the word yeah absolutely um so absolutely like, what will like what one of the reasons i really want thought like you'd be a great person to have on because you're kind of coming from both angles here um you have been you are a coach you have trained uh, competitively as well. So you've been on both sides as someone who's been trained and now someone who kind of coaches women. And I'm kind of, do you coach men as well? Or is it just women? Yes. No, I coach men as well. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the strong um, men that are happy and accept, uh, accept having a woman as a trainer. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say that they're strong men. Yeah. 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 You do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what, like, from your point of view, as either both um, now a coach and as someone who was be, uh, had been coached uh, when you were with Roscommon Ladies, for example, what is your experience or has your experience been um, for support uh, with training uh, with the female cycle? What's that been? Um, so I suppose I'll, I'll speak about that as a player first. Um, yeah. That is pr probably the past, being realistic with myself now, uh, but it's really important to talk about. It's such a great question. Um, and it's so funny. It actually reminds me of a conversation I had like years and years ago with my dad, like about 10 years ago. He was so ahead of the game. Wow. Um, but like he hadn't a clue what he was talking about. But I remember him like asking me awkwardly about like, you know, um, do women feel different around their time of the month? And does it have an impact? And do you think it has an impact on you? And of course, wow. this was... I know it's amazing like I actually can't believe how ahead of his time he was but yeah. of course sure, I was that was 10 years ago we didn't talk about periods you know you couldn't no. talk about things like that so I remember uh, like awkwardly not wanting to discuss it yeah um, and now it's like one of my main topics of conversation it's like yeah. the first thing I get talking about like, yeah let's talk about it yeah yeah um so, like, I actually played with Roscommon for 10 years, again, showing my bloody age. Um, but, like, I haven't played football with Roscommon. I played with UCD. I played with, um, actually, two different um, club uh, football teams. So I've been playing a long time. Yeah. And honestly, apart from my brief uh, conversation with my dad about 10 years ago, it's not something that was really discussed mm -hmm. um you know not with management not even amongst the girls like it was nearly yeah. like a a, a a taboo like you know you couldn't talk about something like that like you know god forbid you'd have cramps or you know you, you just it wasn't spoke about um but i have to say um there did come somebody who would talk about uh, with us so three years ago we got a strength and conditioning coach um, and I'm giving him a shout out here because honestly he's the first guy that I've ever found to be comfortable to talk about this th these things um, and he was actually a friend of mine at the time um, and it was the first time I've ever seen definitely a guy probably not even the girls did this but it was the first time I had seen a man speaking to the girls about their cycle yeah. he questioned him on it 
he questioned if they had it because bearing in mind that amenorrhea is very common amongst athletes um so you know he actually was questioning like did they have it like okay let's be honest they were probably a little bit uncomfortable at the start because this is such a taboo area We, we we don't want to talk about this you know we pushed this to the back of our um heads um but he was so good you know he would question he'd know the girls so like say if it was me for example he'd be like Amanda you're not training at your um your peak you know I can tell I can see that you're not and then he'd be like you know where are you in your cycle and sure none of us had a clue um and like he didn't give us an education an exact education but he honestly was the first person to realize what an impact this was having on our bodies and yeah was the first person that would actually talk about it with us um I'm not going to say it was ever something that was like you know a message round in the WhatsApp or um, something that was given a, a really good education on, you know, we went in, had a talk about it. Uh, we were told how to track our cycles. That was never the case. Um, yeah. But it was the first time I had ever seen somebody actually bring it up. Um, and I found then that the girls started to become more comfortable talking about it mm-hmm. um, amongst each other, also with him. And like they then started to actually see, well, do you know what? I don't necessarily have to be training at a hundred percent this week. If I can only give 60, 70% this week and I'm given a hundred next week, that's actually the right thing to do as opposed yeah. to the, you know, training at a hundred percent all the time. Um, so that's a long way about saying, no, it was not something that was discussed. Shane was the first person I've ever had to discuss it, but it was definitely not something that we were educated on. I get you. Yeah. So he kind of um so what's the word? Sowed the seed or set the Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think I yeah. got the word, but yeah. <laughs> and got he's kind of thinking about okay, maybe this actually has an impact and like, you know, there's reasons why I don't always perform the way I usually perform and there's reasons why I don't recover as quickly as well and I notice that. Uh, also probably noticing maybe their appetite changes as well. So even though you say you weren't getting the education, it was just kind of maybe making you start to think like, oh, this actually matters somewhere. Like even the fact that he was bringing it up, there must be a reason, do you know what I mean? So Absolutely. Yeah they were probably getting the gist of that so yeah like it does show though that there is such a like obviously I do think it's changed now but like you know I do have friends who are like one of my best friends is a big GAA player as well I think you know her album Q um, I was actually just talking to her recently by the way yeah. about this she she plays where well, she did play county and she played club level well, she did play club level she's not here now but um Again, she would always say she's nearly the biggest advocate for like talking about it with her team. Like it's not really uh, chat about amongst the players or the coaches. She's just huge, has a huge interest in it herself now. Um, but like only for that, like again, there'd be a lack of conversation around it. And again, like that there a lot of the younger players aren't that interested in it from what she tells me. They don't really like think it matters. So um, it would be great to see at like the, the higher level, like I suppose the coaches level, Level, that they're taking that kind of seriously that this does especially if you're playing at county level do you know what I mean that it's going to you know when the intensity and the performance levels are pretty up there and um, to really cons- take that into consideration to, to, to support the players 
absolutely because it is serious you know yeah um and like the younger you become educated on this the easier it actually becomes you know like I, i'm not even gonna lie i didn't even think about these things until my mid to late 20s you know yeah. had i had i been thinking about this when i was 18 19 you know like could i have performed better on certain days could i have gotten the best out of myself like did i waste some of my years maybe not performing at my peak like you know what I mean like these things would have all actually have been of so much benefit to me had I known when I was 18 so the younger you can get somebody in on this and understanding and even younger you know like yes. it's so important yeah it should happen at secondary school level really I keep saying that like we need to get in there and get, spread the message on the importance of the menstrual cycle um, and not from a point of view of like because contraception, you know, that usual talk that you get in secondary school. Like, the awkward, the you know, awkward, awkward, nobody talk. wants, yeah. Yeah, like more from like, you know, again, just knowing your hormones and like what they're there for and how you can use them to your advantage and like why you feel certain ways at different times of the month. Like I think a chat more around that will be so, so beneficial for younger girls. So they have it in their mind that when they get into say 20s, later 20s, well, they, they know a lot more about it and they're starting to think more about those things but like with you then like so what would you say then to a player now who is either not even playing county just club level or county whatever uh, or is training competitively and they don't feel like they're uh, getting the support maybe or understanding from their coach around their cycle and this is like say they're listening to this now and realizing like god I didn't even realize this was a thing what would their, their, your advice be for them so the first thing I would say is to actually start understanding your own cycle. Um, so like becoming in tune with your own body. And that is something that so many people haven't a clue of. That is being totally honest. Yeah. You know, their, their uh, period comes and people are like, oh my God, you know, it's nearly a shock, you know. Whereas if you knew when that was coming and you knew the different phases that you're going to be going through, you can actually like be able and be ready to train at the levels you need to be able to train at in those phases because there are going to be phases where you know you're feeling like crap you have um premenstrual syndrome you're you know your training element is not going to be at its highest you're not going to be training at your peak and actually understanding that and not trying to go against the grain um, and actually working with your body would be so much easier so there are there are apps um, that you can use I use the flow app and um, there's a fitter woman app as well um, and this is a great way of actually just getting to know where you're at in your cycle um, and tracking that um, also, I would say, and I know it's hard, but being able to talk to your coach, um, it mightn't even be your coach, maybe like you're a young girl, you're 14, 15 years old, and you want to talk to your mother about it, and maybe your mother talks to your coach, or maybe it's a case of, you know, you're, maybe you're 20, 21, you're not comfortable with talking about it, you go to the captain on the team, maybe they talk with the coach. Yeah. It is so important to be able to talk to your coach about these things. You don't have to go into depth about anything, yeah. but just saying, listen, not this week. I'm not feeling it. I will be at training, but I'm giving a 50%. And being there 50% is a lot better than um, trying to push yourself at 100 and then having to pull back because you um, went overboard that week, you know? Um, I think it's super important to be able to communicate with your coaches. Um, 
So they would be the two things that I would be saying. Number one, get in tune with your body, start tracking your cycle. And number two, just become comfortable with your coach because that is super important. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of scary for the like what you're saying, a young 20 year old to go up to their coach and say like, oh, I can't do this because, you know, I'm on my period or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I know it does sound really weird to, to, to get them thinking like that. But as you say, like, you know, even if a group of them went together or, you know, said it to their captain or something like that. And like, as you say, they don't need to go into it in depth. They just need to explain maybe that at different stages of the month, their hormones are at different levels and um, their, that impacts their ability to perform and recover. Um, um, but like again I, I I don't know what you think now do you think it's kind of come up to speed a little bit more Are coaches maybe more in tune with this now or, or more up to, to date with with female I would I would I would like to hope and think so um being totally honest just like not having played the last maybe two or three years yeah. um I, I, I probably would be a little bit more out of the loop um yeah. but I do think it is such a common topic of conversation at the moment that I nearly feel like no more than with strength and conditioning they're nearly behind if they don't get on top of it if you know That's what I mean it. yeah yeah like what I I respect like I'm I'm you know I'm working with um, a county team at the moment and um again like he's a male coaching them and like in fairness like what he has done is he's gotten um outside resources so myself to come in and educate the, the girls on nutrition and also nutrition and training around their menstrual cycle as well so he did understand that element of it he respected that he didn't know about it himself and got somebody in to talk about because realistically like they don't have their most women don't know about their own menstrual cycle why would men know about it do you know what i mean so it is important that like they're getting support outside of um their own internal team i suppose and um, so like that's what I'm doing with them and like they're coaching them around their um the female the female cycle and uh, nutrition around that and training around that. So I do think like that is a, a good approach to bring in someone like who is like working in that field, I suppose. What would you think about that? Um absolutely Mary Jo. I think that yeah. that is so so important. Um, and you've really just hit the nail on the head like there um, they don't really know so like you know you can you can say to them listen I'm not feeling up to it this week but like they don't really understand what's going on whereas like if you have someone like yourself um, being brought in like that is fantastic and also I feel that the girls would be that little bit more comfortable probably oh. speaking to you as opposed to maybe one of the male coaches yeah absolutely and from your point of view as a coach now what is your like approach with your own clients around this topic um, I'm sure you're pretty open about it like <laughs> as a coach yourself absolutely and you know what I I, I do believe like I, I'm not so aware in the um as a player um anymore obviously but yeah. um I do find my clients are very very open with me which is absolutely fantastic um you know I, I feel like the stigma has gone and there's no kind of off limit things to talk about when it comes to this which is great um you know as opposed to me knowing all my client cycles which would obviously be very hard um yeah. I try to educate all them um on knowing their own cycles um and as I said they're so open and willing to talk about these things and I suppose like 
women just care more about their health now. Obviously, the whole health and fitness industry um, has just been booming the last couple of years. And yeah. people do care. And they're starting to see that it's more than just like about weight loss. And it's more than just yeah. about diet. And they do see that like health actually has so many more elements to it. Yeah. Um, and knowing and understanding your body. And let's be honest, like hormones are just the most vast part of health like yeah. you, you know like and they're the most um now they're coming to the fore uh, i remember when i was actually doing the um the courses in fitness instruction personal training they actually had a huge um nutrition element to that course as well which obviously i had done a lot of um before but i remember them specifically talking about hormones and the impact of hormones and again probably a little bit more before their time because i feel like this has actually more come to the fore in the last maybe two or three years as opposed yeah. to the last six or seven years yeah. um but anyway sorry went off on a rant there yeah. uh, but i do feel that people are a lot more open and they want to know they want to understand these things um so it's great being able to talk to them yeah so i'm uh talking to them about the benefit of tracking their cycle um and tracking how they feel at different times during the month so not just from a um a physical perspective you know obviously um you're going to feel like you can lift all the weight in the world one week um, and then maybe the next week you're finding it so difficult to recover and you don't understand because you're actually lifting less and you're not doing as much and you're just getting really frustrated with yourself so I, I talk to them from a physical perspective but also like from um, an emotional uh, perspective as well because like yes we one one week we might feel like you know I can do everything in the world I am like this super organized person I can do this I can do that and then another week it, like it's a struggle to write an Instagram post you know yeah. and, and I'm talking about myself here I, I am know really I hear you <laughs> you know honestly yeah. um so like th that can all be down to your cycle as well and women don't realize that you know they yeah. think that oh it's just a bad day or i'm just tired or whatever but actually can link in with your different phases of your yeah. cycle um so just explaining to them that it's okay and it's normal to have weeks where they can't give a hundred percent um not just from a physical perspective but like from that emotional perspective and um, you know maybe cravings are there you know your cravings going through the roof pms um understanding this and understanding that it coincides with like different phases like your luteal phase and um yeah. you know uh, that's what i just try to do try to empower them to take control of their lives uh from a health and pr fitness perspective um because a huge part of the journey is knowing and understanding your body oh massively massively like yeah i'm the same as well with my times like there's no limit to the conversation that we'll have around the cycle and like if anyone was to to read the emails that we share they'd be like what the hell are they talking about like but like yeah it's really good that they're so open about uh, their cycle now and all aspects of it and again as you say the emotional element of it too like i agree with you as well like there's some weeks like i my creativity is just booming i'm like i yes. have so many ideas and then there's other weeks i'm like I, yeah as you say I can't like write an, an Instagram post is like oh my god I can't think of anything to do or say yeah <laughs> and it really does tie in with the cycle I know where I am at when yeah it happens like and it's so interesting to know that but again as you say so many people can just be like oh god I'm just so like uncreative there's something wrong with me what's wrong what everyone has so much better than me like you can start getting into that mindset but 
you're tailored back and get to know where you're at in your cycle, then you can have a bit more understanding for yourself, I suppose. And then you're not as hard on yourself as well. And you can use that approach then with your training as well. Like you see women so frustrated um, when they can't do the same as they did the week before. And again, if they know where they're at, then that like the feelings of being feeling really bad about themselves and like not understanding are gone. Then like there's a bit of them. Yeah, uh, understanding, I suppose, is the word I'd use. Like, what would you, yeah, that's what I would say. Like, it just makes Yeah, it and you can be prepared. That's the yes. way I see it. Like, yeah. it actually prepares you as well. Like, so as opposed to just feeling that way on the day, you're like, okay, no, this is like why I'm going to feel this way. And I can be ready for that. So like, yeah. if like you were saying with the whole creativity thing, when the creativity is there, like get, what I try to do is like, you know, write down all, all the things I'm going to be doing. Yeah. and then it's there for when I can't and I'm just like oh my god yeah absolutely. again it's just like using it to your advantage like you yes. know maximizing the benefits of them and then like it doesn't mean that at the other stage there isn't benefits because there is you can get into more like reflective mode then and things like that and start like you know thinking about what's working for you and what isn't like you don't even if you're not being creative so it's also like the other side isn't like just negative only there's other things you can get out of that stage so yeah basically the point is to try and take advantages from both aspects emotional and physical and all the different zones I suppose in in your phases yeah yeah absolutely and it makes it so much easier that like my clients are so willing and want to work with that and yeah. they they want to be educated they want to understand they want to get the best out of their bodies um so yeah i, I it's it's great it's working well for them it's working great for me um you know it's yeah it's the ideal situation absolutely and also then like just to touch on like resistance training because i know like you're big you know obviously working with women that's kind of can come up as well and um, like i even seen i think on your instagram there the other day like oh will i get like the myths that come around with resistance training and stuff like that do you want to chat about that like the benefits of it and just kind of talk about the myths that still are there for women doing this kind of type of training absolutely so i'm gonna start with the myth because like this actually it, it's actually hilarious it's one of my favorite sayings like this whole um getting bulky and like this manly look um because it's actually just so hard to get to that position like i'd say poor bodybuilders uh, who put months and months and months of effort into their training and nutrition get really annoyed by this like you know yeah. or like the, the poor typical ectomorph guy who's trying to put on weight yeah. for about 10 years and can't do this i'd say he's like are you serious when women <laughs> say this but um look it, it's just I don't know if this is a fortunate thing or an unfortunate thing, but it's just not that easy. And yeah. like, I'm not going to say that it can't be done because like bodybuilders show that it can be done. Um, but it takes years and years of a huge volume of training to get to that physique. And like, I can assure you that anybody who train who resistance trains three times a week, which is my regular client or, uh, you know, a normal, um, an average Joe doing their three resistance trainings yeah. a week, you will not get too muscly. Yeah. <laughs> you will, however, lose body fat, gain muscle mass and get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I love us. I, I, I love 
bashing that myth. Um, I thought that it was gone. I really thought that like that whole idea was gone. But again, look, it's a miseducation. It's a misconception. It is unfortunately also social media, which makes things look how they don't look as well. Um, yeah. You know, and people's physiques looking very different to how they actually look in real life. So yeah. it's not necessarily people's fault and um, it is just more a miseducation and misinterpretation of what is actually real and what's not you know yeah. um so that's the myth busted <laughs> um but when it comes to like the importance of exercise and resistance training for women like it is the list goes on um so like from a strength element like if you're over 30 now i'm just talking about over 30 obviously like anything under this like it's hugely important to resistance train as well. But like if you're not a resistance training over 30, you are literally getting weaker. Like sarcopenia is an age-related loss of skeletal muscle and strength. Um, like it's a natural part of aging. Yeah. Uh, but at about 30, um, we begin to lose about 3 to 5% of our muscle per decade. And this rate increases as we get older. So if you're not doing some form of resistance training, now don't get me wrong, you don't need to be taking up CrossFit. You don't need to be go becoming a power lifter. Like it's not about like going to extremes. Um, it's, it's not about crazy heavy weight like it, it could be able to do a full push-up and um, it's able to carry your groceries into the car um, yeah. on one go and um, picking your child up and not have to lower them down because of back pain you know being stronger and having um, more lean muscle mass is not all about crazy weightlifting in a gym um, and I think that that's maybe a misconception that's there as well is that you just have to lift heavy or you have to lift like you know you have to be in the gym two hours a day etc um, and that's a big misconception strength and resistance training isn't about that um but being stronger and um increasing your lean muscle mass reducing your body fat mass which is an optimal body comp composition yeah is hugely important um not just for like an aesthetic appeal but also for so many other elements um to like your internal functioning of organs etc um you know if we have a large body fat mass we have we could have a high visceral fat mass um and that's going to have an impact on our organs you know it's it's not just that it's bone health um if yeah. we have a lot of excess weight we're putting a lot of extra pressure on our um on our joints on our bones on our tendon tendons ligaments mm -hmm. um doing resistance training actually increases our bone mass density and um, so if you are not doing some form of resistance training again your bone mass density is going to decrease over time similarly to sarcopenia um, so you could end up with things like osteoporosis um, or rickets and um, you know and postmenopausal women then have yeah. the highest rates of issues with their bone mass density uh, due to lower estrogen levels. So, you know, again, showing the importance of resistance and strength-based training. Um, then when it comes to hormones, um, there's obviously a lot of hormonal responses uh, in the body. And um, estrogen in particular, which is an anabolic hormone and actually supports muscle growth and recovery. Um, 
this can be why uh, during your period you may actually be that little bit stronger I've heard of that I, I find it myself actually um, while progesterone then is catabolic and can impact your uh, performance and recovery so you know there's just so many elements there uh, going on not just from like an aesthetic how you look um body composition uh, point of view but from you know an overall um physical body health point of view then as well and then like you you bring into like into consideration your mental health then as well and um, so it's not just physical health it's mental health too and look when it comes to mental health and exercise it doesn't necessarily need to be um resistance training let's be honest getting out getting for a walk um you know going for a run going for a cycle whatever type of exercise you can do to get out and get your mental health um to improve your mental health that's it doesn't matter what it is put it that way uh but when it comes to the um i suppose the importance and the benefits of resistance-based training i i think i've given you quite a few there yeah absolutely no that, that's been great like and i suppose say for the girl who hasn't done resistance training before or who just feels intimidated by the gym scene because again they have this preconceived idea that it's like full of bulky men and like massive weights and they need to do all this kind of stuff what would you say to them for getting started into this kind of area of training just for their health benefits yeah absolutely that's a great question because there are lots of things that you can do at home and as i said resistance training isn't just about being in a gym and lifting heavy crazy heavy weights and actually like if you're a beginner and you've never done anything like this you should always be starting off with body weight exercises anyway yeah. um so there's low a large variety of like leg exercises like squats and lunges um like if you are just doing this from a I just want to get to know these exercises you'll find them on YouTube you'll find a little programs that you can do on in Google um, and they'll show you how to demo these exercises etc um, if you have some equipment you could add, add in like some hinge exercises like a, a Romanian deadlift that might just be a broomstick yeah. to start off with and even in the gym if I were to have somebody starting off with a, a hinge exercise, I would have them starting off with a broomstick, you know. Mm. Um, then there's unilateral mu um, exercises like split squats or Kozak squats. Again, like a lot of variation of leg exercises. Um, Push-ups are great upper body moves, starting off down on your knees and then hopefully progressing onto your toes. And mm. you'll soon find out very, very quickly that they are not too easy. Mm. Um, different varieties of planks um tricep dips off another off um, a chair is another upper body exercise and then if you have any equipment you could add that in uh, to do other upper body exercises so there are lots of things that you could do at home and if you were just a little bit uncomfortable you didn't know what you were doing you just wanted to get started you could get um, a basic program um, off Google or off, I, I don't know, um, some sort of influencer or something like that if you wanted just a basic thing. If you really wanted to understand what you were doing, I would recommend uh, maybe getting some personal training or yeah. maybe some sort of coaching or something uh, but if you just wanted to kind of do something at home, start off, you'll definitely get videos on YouTube um, of how to do those exercises. Yeah, that's really good advice. Like, I'll be honest, I would not be 
in the know on like how to do resistance training so like I have like someone showing me how to do it properly because um so I went and got a PT because I just think that you know that's their area and like they can really support you and like it's really nice to have someone who's like kind of guiding you like you know to work and, and they kind of know your your levels I suppose and they know when to push you or when not to push you which is great so um like if you are I suppose thinking about getting into this area and like working on your strength and like obviously you just listed out all of the benefits and like there's so so many and there's more like you know you start maybe looking at like um a pt or as you say getting um some plan online or something to start off with at the beginning but as well as what you said just doing basic housework at home is can be a simple way to get your resistance training going like lifting a bit of stuff at home like even doing the hoovering and lifting stuff out to the garage or whatever it is like i know that might sound really simple but you're putting a weight on your body a little bit and it's like it, your muscles are having to work like so if you're doing that you know pretty you know, few times during the day you're starting to to work muscles that you may mightn't have been moving for a while or using yeah absolutely I just feel like people think that resistance training is just pull-ups and heavy deadlifts (laughs) and like it's so much more than that and and so much less than that really to be honest um and yeah like there's levels for everybody it's not like you're going to be thrown in straight under like a snatch you know it's just there are so many more regressed versions um and as you said it mightn't even be going to a gym it might literally be doing um a little bit of extra housework carrying in uh groceries from the um car carrying your child around i cannot believe mom strength like honestly there is something so strong about a mother with small kids like if you see the way like i've seen them in the gym where they've never done gym work at all and the weights they can lift it's absolutely wow. incredible so like honestly things like that um really go unnoticed because like obviously it's your day-to-day task yes i get you yeah it really has an impact yeah but you're like i suppose like women back in the day didn't have gyms you know to go to and like they would have a lot more housework and heavy lifting i suppose now a lot of us are just doing a lot more office jobs and sitting down a lot more so that's why the need for gyms and and that kind of training has come in i suppose but you know years and years ago you say your granny or even your mum, like it wasn't that kind of um training that they were doing it was physical work that they were doing Um, absolutely gyms weren't nearly an unheard of thing yeah they were i don't know a luxury item if even were they they wouldn't have been around in ireland back then don't know if they even were around to be honest for men anyway not for women i suppose like oh yeah you said it (laughs) so look i think we had a um a good summary there on what like i think is going to benefit a lot of people i suppose even from you know anyone who's playing sport anyone who's training a lot or even if there's any kind of people who are coaching out there like just to kind of get an, an understanding of what um they should be doing or like thinking about for their for their own um clients or players and then obviously then touching on the benefits of resistance training and hopefully opening that up to someone who maybe um has been nervous about it or didn't realize how important it was for their their overall health and it isn't about looking a certain way like you don't need to have to change your whole body composition it will you know lean up but like even if you don't even if you aren't 
overweight it can be so so beneficial for you just to to use those muscles for all the benefits that you listed so hopefully um that has helped people and that they're getting a good idea of um what they can do in terms of approaching their coaches if they need to and understanding that the, the need to track their cycle and understanding how to get maybe a little bit more resistance training even in their everyday life just through physical work i suppose yeah absolutely i really hope that it does help someone yeah so amanda thank you so much for coming on and i know that like you're probably dying to get to bed now over there it's later over there but i really appreciate you coming on and chatting to us about that because i think you're just it's an absolute like the, the perfect person to come on and chat about that as i say you've had both sides of the the coin really being a coach and also being someone who was coached by um under ga teams so definitely you have a wide amount of wisdom to share on this topic and i think it's great what you're doing so i really do appreciate you coming on and we'll definitely get you on again sometime in, in next year at some stage we'll chat more <laughs> and thank you so much for having me um i just love talking about these things i love trying to educate and help women um i think what you're doing uh, mary jo and i said it to you before we started i think it's fantastic uh, we need more of our um our age group i suppose showing yeah. younger girls especially that this is okay like you know we can talk about these things these yeah. things are important to talk about um and we have to kind of be their role models i suppose um and i just yeah i'm i'm really love this whole area and I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic so thank you so much oh, for having thanks, me Amanda. thank you no I agree I love uh, this whole area too obviously like and I, I am the same I want to get this message out to younger girls and in their early 20s and obviously like the later 20s groups are kind of like quite interested but because there's so many like I think I think around that stage you're starting to think more about your cycle for lots of different reasons whether it's for fertility or other you know to stop getting pregnant whatever that is um but like the younger 20s and early like later teens something that they don't really chat about as much so yeah i'm the same as you i want to get this out there to them so that when they do come to this later age they have such an understanding and they, they are using their hormones to their advantage or mastering them more so than being controlled by them which is kind of the taboo that like oh women are just these crazy hormonal creatures that like don't have a clue about their or just they're always up and down and and um, while that's not necessarily the case you know we can we have a lot of control over our hormones if we understand them yeah that's such a good point Mary jo. yeah okay well look we'll leave it there before we go on more tangents but again thank you so so much and i'll chat to you soon amanda take care thank you bye bye